Remember when we were in South Williamsburg and we went into one of the Hasidic Jewish marts and we were just looking at all the food? Yeah, that was wild. Everything was in Yiddish and we were just like, what on earth is this stuff? <laughs> and you were reading it fluently. <laughs> yeah, I was explaining to you. I was mansplaining to you what everything was. Mm. <laughs> all right, well, welcome back. Episode three, We've, we're in our toddler phase still. You know what they say, three times a charm. I think I think we're doing well. Three times a thing. Hi, I'm Tiggy. And I'm Tom. And welcome to Big City Battlers. Two Aussie millennials with the unoriginal idea of starting a podcast about the realities of living abroad. We gas bag and chew the fat, realising the fact that literally no one forced us to move here. From New York's Big Apple. And old London town. This is Big City Battlers. What's your word of the week? Does that mean what I've been thinking about or a word that I've learnt? Just what springs to mind, just any word. Doesn't have to be, there's no parameters here. Um. Okay, it's um. (laughs) (laughs) I think mine would have to be like, bleh. Not a word. I've been feeling a bit like, yeah, like a vibe. It's It's been a bit like, okay, not much has been happening still pretty dark and cold i don't know what about languishing have you heard that <laughs> are you languishing that's a beautiful word mm. i love that mm. let's go with that that's my word of the week does that mean kind of feeling just a bit you're just kind of just going things that kind of aren't moving it's just sort of it language at uh, languishing failing to make progress or to be successful oh god <laughs> <laughs> I thought it sounded a lot more like positive than that. That's mm, interesting. Sounds poetic. That sounds like, okay, so I've always thought this about melancholy. I've always thought that melancholy has a very kind of positive sound towards it. Like a fruit. But it's a really <laughs> negative word. Yeah, yeah. very negative <laughs> connotations. Can I get two pounds of the melancholy, so maybe I'm please? Drawn to, maybe I'm drawn to words that sound in my word, head positive but are actually really negative. Maybe that says a lot about me. You're an eternal optimist or pessimist. And you, what have you been thinking about? My word of the week is cold. It's been bloody cold. Cold. And it's been months of winter. And to be honest, I actually quite like the winter from winter fashion, all of that kind of stuff. But it's just, that's my word of the week, cold. And that's going to get us onto our first topic of conversation, which is winter. Winter. How do you cope in winter? UK winters are a lot more mild than your New York ones. That's for sure. But even so, I find them so hard. But there's something about leaning into the fact it's winter. Like Brits Mm. love to complain about the weather all the time. And I think I pick that up on that a lot. I'm always like, it's so cold, like blah, blah, blah. But when you just like lean into the fact that it's darker earlier, you don't have to see as many people, like it's a good excuse to just kind of bunker down, hibernate. I do love a good winter hibernation, that's for sure. Maybe that's why is my word because I'm just kind of like retreating. I like the leaning yeah. into winter. I think that, you know, we know it's coming. Winter is coming rather than just yes. complaining about it. Just get on with it. And, get you know, it. things like just what I mentioned before, winter fashion, I, I find it comical because, you know, at the beginning of winter, the first whiff of a, a cold night, you're all rugged up. And then the other night I went out in a crop top and this like long jacket and it was minus three degrees, just like walking down Fifth Avenue thinking I was – 
that main character energy and again like no one's looking at you yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that you get more acclimatized to the cold weather then yeah for sure and I think you just cop it you're like stopping a little bitch just like get on this the other thing is the subway is heated which is always you know you kind of run to the subway get on or jump in an uber not that I can afford them <laughs> and just brave the cold if you know? I could though what do, what do you yeah. do I've been cycling in the winter as well. I've been cycling because I'm psycho and I love my bike, as we've talked about many times. Um, But I've gotten a balaclava, (laughs) full on like robber vibes, putting Mm -hmm. it under my helmet because my my ears are the things that were getting cold the most, my little poor little ears. And it's changed my life. So now only my eyes are visible and my whole head is warm. And now I'm able to cycle for hours and it's – totally fine also uniqlo's heat tech thermals are my best friend i love them (laughs) i wear thermals every single day i look like i'm going skiing every single day but no one's no one's seeing what's underneath so it's fine i think this is why you're not getting past the second date because you're wearing (laughs) thermals (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i've never thought of that maybe that is the reason but I just can't – I can't get rid of them now. I'm so used to them. Your hiking boots and thermals, I'm sure you're a real – I mean, that is – that kind of does play into a bit of a Gen Z kind of aesthetic. Yeah, free spirit. I don't care about the trends. Also, how are you paying for all these winter coats? Do you have just the one or do you have 10? Are you thrifting? What's, what's your vibe? Thrifting for sure. I bought an amazing – olive green cashmere like really long coat from this thrift shop in madrid actually over christmas 50 euros it would Mm -hmm. probably be rrp like hundreds thrifting Mm -hmm. is definitely the way to go for coats yeah for sure i i got a i I manifested a tweed jacket which i've been looking for for (laughs) months (laughs) 15 dollars straight out of uh bushwick manifested you mm. you manifested a coat. Honestly, manifesting is the way to do it. And it's a bit of a segue, but my manifesting levels in New York, like insane. I am convinced that I'm part sorceress witch because keep manifesting people and they keep turning up. One being, this is a pretty crazy story, over summer. So I'm attempting to write a novel right now. And one of the villains in it is this, uh, based on a sort of a former friend, we had quite a tumultuous friendship over the um, pandemic. And when I moved over here, it was just, it was just one of those friendships you let go, you know, and there was a bit of those feelings involved and it it just didn't end well. Anyway, so I was sitting in my Carrie Bradshaw um, desk, you know, writing the night before, go to bed, get up, go meet a friend at MoMA. We're then walking on the street and I'm never uptown. We're walking up towards Central Park and lo and behold, this guy walks right past me. My friend literally said, your jaw had hit the ground. Like we we passed like ships in the night, didn't acknowledge each other. I was like, there is no way it's him. Did he definitely see you? Yes. And he he lives in Sydney, right? He doesn't live in New York. He was visiting and in that tiny moment in which we were on the street we literally ran into each other and yeah I am a absolute witch so good obsessed with that what have you been manifesting I actually had a weird encounter not so much that I manifested a person but I manifested like an, an opportunity 
So I was working at a yoga studio about 12 months ago um, after I got back from my trip to Australia and it wasn't going so well. It wasn't really what I, what I thought it would be. Anyway, I stuck it out because it was good money. I got free yoga classes out of it. Anyway, I checked my emails one morning and my boss emailed me saying that they had to let me go. And I was like, oh, just, you know, we could have a whole other podcast about our about us getting um, fired fired from jobs yeah <laughs> um to my to my credit it wasn't anything that I did okay I'll, I want to put that out there right now I wasn't bad worker I can be a bad worker if I want to be but I wasn't in this job because I actually didn't mind it I digress um I so this was like a good source of money for me and I was like I did it one shift a week on a Sunday all day and it was like my sort of spending money for the week anyway having that sort of taken away from me and that was annoying and also emailing me like I'm there every week call me or ask me to come in I'm live around the corner hated that it was about so yeah bad vibes so I'm cycling to work in such a state because I was like what am I gonna do I need the money blah 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 um just trying to think about all these different things I could do to make to have to work to make money Anyway, so I go to work and on my lunch break, I go to the park and call my friend and tell her what's happened. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do? Like I need a job, blah, blah, blah. Get off the phone. And I was sitting on a park bench and this guy next to me goes, I'm sorry, I don't mean to eavesdrop, but are you, what accent do you have? And I was like, um, he was this old guy, like 70s. And I was like, uh, and with a bizarre accent, I couldn't quite place it. And I was like, uh, I'm Australian. He's like, oh just wanted to tell you you have an amazing voice and I was like oh thank you he's like I'm a director so that's why I I picked up on it and I just wanted to let you know and I was like oh okay that's interesting I'm actually an actor so that's really nice of you to say he's like oh really um anyway got had a conversation about what he was doing he's just like director based in the based in Canada who does voiceover work for stuff like on Netflix and things. And he's like, anyway, send me your reel. Um, we'll keep in touch, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I went and made myself a voice reel. I didn't have one at that point. Sent it to him. We've been in touch and yet to have a job kind of come from it. But it was one of those one door closes, one door opens moments mm-hmm. where I was like, you know, this is, that's what I want to do anyway. I want to be an actor. I want to be in that world. And maybe I just needed to be complaining loudly on the phone to my friend on my lunch break for it to, for it to happen. (laughs) And now you're dating. And now we're in love. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, we're, we're emailing back and forth a bit, which is nice. We're yet to sort of lock down a, a project, but super exciting and fun. Like I couldn't believe that kind of serendipitousness. 100%. Well, it's like, you know, when we're talking about winter and things like, you know, and losing jobs, how do you stay motivated on these particularly, you know, grim days? Yeah. You've got to just exercise. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. How yeah, about you? Career change. You're now a personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> I've got nerve damage in my arm. It's not going to happen. <laughs> my favorite thing to say is like, I'm a health professional. I'm a personal trainer. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> or during the pandemic, I was a frontline personal trainer. Oh, love that. Body on the line for the cause. <laughs> and how about in New York winters that obviously can get so, so cold? What's your, what are your hot tips? 
Um, I kind of forced myself to get out of the apartment because it's so easy to stay locked up indoors. I've been going to this really, really fucking random coffee shop that you would absolutely love. It's this like creative queer space where you go in. It doesn't look like this at all from the front. You go in and <laughs> the barista gives you this like five minute monologue about the history of the place. And it's like, at the time I was in a good mood, but I can just imagine if you wanted a latte, you'd just be like, I don't need a dissertation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's kind of going on about like the ethos and, you know, trying to like sell you all this shit and all the art that they do. Anyway, it's Whoa. got great background music. I love like Ooh. it's just a really good playlist of music to listen to that isn't disruptive. I go there and edit this podcast because I don't know if our loyal fan base of our parents know, but there's a lot of editing that goes involved. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you tell our loyal fans that? <laughs> he goes on her 10-minute gas bags. Talking about just like, and you know what else? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny because, you know, when you, when you do, I, f- I feel like leaving the apartment is one of the hardest parts. And as I was heading to the coffee shop the other day, which is about three blocks away, I kind of had a piece of peanut butter toast and I had my jacket on I was walking going listening to actually listening to our podcast which is very (laughs) I'm not even going to go into that and (laughs) I turn up and the the person's like oh have you been here before is so keen to like lay into this next you know they've Mm. just got their whole monologue rehearsed and I was like no I've been here been here anyway I looked down and I realized I've spilt peanut butter all over myself like literally everywhere and How? she was very kind because I was eating it as I was walking, just like, again, thinking I had main character energy every, yeah. all over me because I kind of make like a peanut butter sandwich. It was dripping out the end. Oh. But, you know, it's those little moments. One door closes, one door opens. This, I've kind of made friends with this woman who works there now. Um, I go in and that's, that's how I do stay motivated because I need to get the hell out of my apartment because otherwise I just become like Gollum, the lights off. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get better at doing that. I'm finding it – yeah, I need to do that every day for sure. Did you get a recommendation for this cafe or you just literally stumbled upon it? No, stumbled upon it. Um, it's this random kind of looks like a hole in the wall, but it's this performance space. They've got a stage and she she was oh like, God, if, you, cool. if you need to have a sleep, um, <laughs> you can do so. <laughs> that is so perfect. <laughs> it's like, hey, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good for a latte. I'm just here for a three-hour nap. I'm just going to have a nap. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel like everyone around you is actually working or they're just pretending to work because I think that a lot of people who are in the cafe workspace vibe are all I don't know half of them are so charlatans I don't think they're actually I don't think they're actually working <laughs> yeah I mean I definitely play into that myself you know I'll be sitting there on my laptop like reading Instagram messages off my <laughs> off safari computer <laughs> yeah <laughs> I do think that like my friends who work full-time corporate or even corporate creative jobs, everyone goes on about how much they work. No one starts work until 10 a.m. in the morning here, which is a big yeah. difference from home. That you know, And then everyone's always taking Fridays off or work from home. I think the hustle in terms of creative pursuits, the more you talk about how much you do, the less you actually achieve. Yes, 100%. But I think that's like is... relationships on Instagram. You know, the more you see, the yep. worse the relationship. Yes. 
Yes, 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 yes. The more that people have to justify their relationship or their job to the rest of the world, you can be sure that the more insecure they are about it. I actually went to a drag show the other night of this friend who I've recently met and she doesn't post much online, doesn't talk about her craft so much. We get there, had no idea what to expect. It was incredible. And I feel like those are the kind of people that you, you know, these kind of like silent assassins who are working away, who are, you know, chipping away at their goals rather than these people who are posting, you know, every little update. Blasting it online. How do you feel though about, I always get comparisonitis though about having to feel like I have to be doing something productive. Like the thought of logging off and just going for a walk without listening to a podcast or, you know, trying to maximize every moment. Mm. I find that so tricky. And I know that's not just a like creative kind of, you know, in inverted commas problem. Like I think a lot of people, especially our generation have this problem. That whole idea of just switching off is so Mm. hard. Well, the gross irony is that, I mean, as someone who is a procrastinator, I'll be like, I'll, I'll waste two hours, whether it's turning on the TV, doing half a load of laundry that I didn't really need to do, eating something yeah. that, you know, you know, going for another coffee, all that kind of time wasting. And then I put this pressure on myself and I think, oh, you just wasted two hours. So, you, you know, you could have written a whole chapter in two hours if you'd been really concentrating. Particularly as you approach this age, like Tiggy, we're on the trajectory for 30 the big dirty 30. Oh my and God. We are not it, spring chickens anymore, which is hard to grapple no. <laughs> with. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it's, I, I mean, that all ties in with, you know, being taken seriously as someone in your late 20s who is, you know, trying to do this, um, you know, these cre- creative pursuits. But yeah, it, 100%, it weighs on your conscious all the time. Like, could I be doing more? What is everyone else doing? And when you see people, yeah, particularly on social media, like achieving in inverted commas, yeah, that's a, that's something I struggle with every single day because I want to mm. make the day as productive as possible. But I was once told about this idea of emotional processing days. So say something traumatic happens or you have a breakup or you've lost a job and you're kind of getting in your head about it, rather than putting all this pressure on yourself to be like, okay, I need to absolutely like tick every box on the list of to-dos today is, you know, sitting back, yeah. watching that, binge watching that TV show that you've wanted to just like letting your emotions settle because otherwise you just overdrive and everything compounds. hundred percent. Yeah. It's all about listening to what you actually need rather than listening to what you think you should be doing. Mm. Wait, when did this podcast turn into a self help? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. everyone. <laughs> Um, but it, I mean, oh my you know, God. You think and we're now gotten... selling a book for fifteen ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> Battlers in the big city. But don't you feel like you've got ninety nine problems? And then there was just there's always these humbling moments in the city that completely bring you back down to earth. I think the most humbling moment for me was when I first got to London and I was trying to find my first flat. So this was a few years ago, but I went to probably. 35 at least flat viewings before I got approved to my first ever flat here. Um, And it was because (laughs) I kept going into it, trying to be all this free spirited being like, yeah, I'm kind of, I was unemployed at the time, but I was temping. So I was like working, but I didn't have a secure nine to five, but I kept going into these interviews, uh, you know, for the flats and stuff being like, 
kind of like trying to figure out my, you know, life path, blah, 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 which obviously is such a red flag for someone you want to live with. Like <laughs> they're unreliable and like they probably won't pay their rent. So all these people were like so nice to me and I'd go out of the flat being like, oh, I feel like I nailed that. Like, cause it's like dating. Yeah. It's like a job interview. You just want to like be on point. Yeah, yeah. Kept getting no's. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Spoke to a friend about it. And they were like, what are you saying about job thing? And I was like, oh, I'm just saying I'm not, I'm sort of looking for something. And everyone's like, say you have a job, like obviously. And then just the penny dropped. <laughs> After that, I got finally got approved to a flat. So they're probably like that weird redhead wearing heat tech in the middle of summer. Like, <laughs> about not having a job and trying to lock in oh a room. Oh my God. Why does this girl look like she's going skiing in July? (laughs) I'm like, hey, guys, I'm going to be a really good flatmate. Um, What's been the most humbling moment for you then in New York? I get them all the time. I'll be going grocery shopping. I am a huge fan of Trader Joe's. and Mm, Love Trader Joe's. Lining up uh, because they they check you out. There's no self-checkout. And... Everyone is so nice there. And literally one day I remember just thinking I was having this a bit of an existential crisis. And I, the, the lady was like, how's, how's your day? And I was like, yeah, good. How's yours? And she, she was just being honest. She was like, honestly, not great. You know, like I've got to run because my mum is housebound. We live in the fifth floor apartment here in Williamsburg. Like we can't afford rent anymore. Like she, she definitely word vomited a bit, but I, I do that myself. And she was mm-hmm. saying, you know, like, She's unable to leave the apartment and it's really expensive to have a nurse and all this stuff. And this is at the time where Trader Joe's was unionizing. And I remember just being like, oh, my God, Tom, like you need to have a reality check sometimes. And that was a reality check. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's sometimes the biggest blessing about being single and being away from your family. It's like you don't really have to think about anyone but yourself. And sometimes that's really nice, as bad as that sounds. Well, you just, yeah, <laughs> the independence. Um, final thoughts then, Trader Joe's. Can you remember any particular favorite uh, product? Because I've got a few that I can ramble off. Yeah, well, I haven't been to the States in a while, but I remember annihilating the cauliflower rice, like, um, packets. Love you those. You would, you yogi. I was going to say you the Biscoff yogi? cookie dough, um, the everything oh, bagels seasoning, the... Um, they do this frozen gnocchi that you then add chicken to. It's like it comes in a pasta sauce, just divine. divine. But my absolute favourite is the Trader Joe's um, instant cold brew. It's just heaven. It's comes in this powder form. It's got a little chocolatey taste, but it's just pure coffee. You can have it cold. You can have it hot. Remember what I was saying about gays drinking iced coffee all year round? Well, yes. then if that's, if that's you, you can be a fiscally responsible gay man. Love that. Because Trader Joe's is so co- cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Not sponsored by Trader Joe's, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I How many coffees are you having a day? Oh, two, three. It's bad. I remember you weren't drinking coffee for a while. Was it in the pandemic? Yeah, you, you, we love going cold turkey on things and just creeping back to old bad habits. <laughs> <laughs> We love we love a, a line in the sand moment being like, I'm not doing this ever again. Yeah. And then lo and behold. I know. At our day of reckoning, the higher being will be like, just so there's about 600 lines in the sand here. Um, which one did yeah. you 
You overstepped all of them. <laughs> and on that note of death, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap this thing up. Bye, Antigone. Bye, Tommy. See you next time. <laughs>